I came back from Vipassana. I'm in bed right now. It's 9.39pm. And I almost forgot to record all day. I kept remembering. I kept saying I'll do it in a bit. And then did something else. And then now I'm in bed. Almost asleep. Then I'm like, oh shit. Uh, podcast. So I came back and... It was a really intense experience, as always, you know, sitting down and just being with what the fuck is going on. All the reasons we hurt ourselves for no reason. And how we can just keep on looking at that without judging it so much. But, like, judging is so natural. And uh, trying to reach a place, a certain idea of what you are, what you experienced before what you think you could experience again, how you're trying to, while you're feeling something, trying at the same time to make it feel like something else. It's weird, the patterns that I saw happening over and over again and how I was meditating. Going from top to bottom, from head to to toes, and my toes back to my head, and even the, the places where I lost my attention going down were usually the same places, and then... The places that I lost my attention going up were usually the same places. And then one then I eventually started trying to speed up and then try to take use bigger areas to focus on and go through bigger areas. And then again, smaller areas. And then remembering how it felt a year ago and then trying to have it feel like that. And then losing my brain who knows where and where and where and where and where. Uh, the places I lost my brain weren't as crazy as the first two times. The first time, the places I lost my brain were nuts, you know, were dreamlike, where my brain was going. Uh, and this time, whenever my brain, like, went somewhere slightly crazy, like, uh, at some point I imagined being home in Jordan with my dad, and I thought of all the ways that I could maybe help this person see how he's like, you know, but eventually, or essentially, I don't want him to watch TV or YouTube videos on his phone. So I thought about how I would go travel there in, in December and then uh, say hi to him. And then I imagine different scenarios about how I could break the TV, throw it on the ground, get a hammer, take the cable uh, without breaking the TV. Different options, you know. And... Uh, how wrong that would have been, how negative he would react. Uh, anyways, it's just one one example, but it, I didn't like go too extreme into it. I w- wake up to it, come back to sensation, wake up to it, come back to sensation. And then, you know, maybe then another kind of mental scheme opens up that then my brain starts exploring whether I like it or not, you know. Uh... It's weird in the ways that you can lead your brain in different directions by accident and things you like or don't like, a specific song you end up just thinking about one time too much then it starts repeating in your head for the next half hour, you know, in the background. Um, An idea you maybe don't like or it's just funny, funky how just the small drift can take your brain. But it's always, it's very often felt that my brain was going to get to this point about this topic in this way, whether I liked it or not. But going through this process of, of meditation cleaned it, cleaned so much shit out uh, 
for my brain to get to this point that much quicker, you know, because what else is it going to think about besides this thing being how it's like? And yeah, um, the first time I had more consistent thoughts sticking and, and repeating too often for too long, this time the thoughts um, went in a lot of different directions all in mostly in places I liked um, or was like oh this is a nice idea oh this is a nice idea oh this is a nice idea oh this is why am I thinking about this oh how did you suffer because of this for so long oh there's no reason to be attached oh so much so much pain so much pain so much pain sitting there being bored being grateful that I'm there enjoying that I'm there because you don't get that quiet ever and also being like, fuck, I just want to go back to my life, work, working out. I like, I enjoy it. You know, I enjoy working out. I enjoy going out. I enjoy uh, making my food, eating, you know, planning my life, thinking about what I'm going to do next, you know. Um, although I'm sure like in my day to day, I'm still suffering in more than one way, as a lot of my episodes uh, show and um i was taking it really seriously i was taking it crazy seriously like i was waking up i was in the meditation hall 4 30 4 31 maybe 4 35 i was only i slept late just one day because i was just exhausted on the eighth day like i woke up feeling sick so i just woke up an hour later um because of that it helped me get into a somewhat deeper meditation the rest of the day and then getting into that deeper meditation got this sick feeling so far away from me. And I think I fasted from uh, from lunch that day because I was I had, I had a good breakfast, but I was still feeling sick, like literally. And I was like, cats don't eat when they feel sick. I was like, fuck it, I'm not going to eat lunch. I just stayed and meditated. And I think it was that day. I think it was the eighth day. I'm, I don't think maybe it was the ninth day where we had the midday meditation session hour aditana where you sit strong world for an hour you don't move and um i did it we did the hour and they told us to have a break i didn't have the break continued meditating everyone came back from the break we continued meditating together uh, and then uh then they're like, you can meditate in the hall, you can go meditate in your room. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to continue meditating. And I continued meditating. I did not move. I did not move from my place. I was just meditating for two and a half hours straight. And that's the record for me. You know, that, that was like, I stopped. And, you know, the realization didn't come with like crazy excitement. It just came, uh, realization like, yeah, I never meditated this long in my life, uh, consecutively, continuously. I really try to keep up that continued continuity of practice, because that's where you like get a lot of the results. Where it kept on feeling, kept on like looking at my brain, because a big part of the sen- of the meditation is uh, looking at your sensations, like really without image. It's really how does this body part feel. How does this body part feel? How does this body part feel? And um, 
I was looking at my brain and I could feel a, a sensation in my brain, like, like a body part, you know, and how my brain is feeling. And whatever, however deep I was meditating, however uh, I could ignore an impulse, a realization was that the impulses will always be coming, no matter whether or not I'm in a deep state or not in a deep state. The impulses will come to check the watch, to look around, to get up, to move a hand, to think about something else, to get take the blanket off, to go out for a walk, to, 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 all these useless things that don't change anything, but uh, take you away from your meditation, just observing. And I was able to very consistently sit and just meditate, although sometimes it wasn't so comfortable. I was like, I'm not here always. And then it's going to pass. And it passed, you know, here I am. And uh, 10 days, very often when you're in it, and I was in it, it, it felt sometimes slow. But it also felt crazy fast. And I acknowledged how crazy fast it felt, you know, while I was there. Like every day... Is, is over, you know, okay, it's over, it's over, it's over, it's over, it's over. Tenth day, so much happens in the brain, but so much happens to the point that it ends up being so quick. And then it's done, you know. A lot of people left. So many people left. But, you know, whatever, you keep going. Um, I doubted, for some reason, I thought that maybe something bad is going to happen. And I would have to leave the course, like something to a family member. Or um, that I would have to leave. I don't know why when I arrived by the first or second day, I was like, why the fuck am I here? I was doing well. I was doing well back home. I had a good routine. I had good things happening. Uh, but very quickly, like within the first day, a lot of things become clearer of where I'm putting my attention, putting my time, the things that I ended up uh, buying, for example, or uh, or things that I keep on telling myself I need, or things I have that I should get rid of, or uh, a million things, and then where I should put my time, how I should organize how I put my time in different places, how I can structure my work in ways that in the future I end up knowing, okay, like I don't have time this week, I don't have time the week after, but I know like these two weeks I can do small steps that within two weeks, I can get to Saturday or a Sunday where I do uh, two or three hours more focused. And in these two or three hours more focused, I can actually achieve something. But then, like for these two weeks, just small steps until I can get to there because I have so much going on during the week. Um, so seeing it like that, uh, knowing what to focus on, I got a lot of ideas of, 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 of the reality that we live in and what to focus on. And, um, yeah, just, just to be able to speak my wisdom and my truth uh, in a real way. Uh, and all these thoughts that I really do have but never share, you know. And um, and I want to do that. I want to talk about different things to different people, you know. Um, different topics and how I, how I would work on them in the way that speaks the most to how I am like. So it's going to take from me... Uh, sitting, uh, recording, editing, creating the kind of content that I, I know that I think is valuable, you know, unlike a lot of other people. 
and just keep doing it for the sake of doing it and doing it in this way where it's sustainable where I can post and publish stuff like once a week sustainably for, for a very long time. Um, so yeah, within the first day I was getting these ideas and the second day I was like, whoa, like if I'm getting these ideas now, what's going to happen in the next eight days? And then the third day and then the fourth day and the fourth day you start Vipassana and with the Vipassana, this um, influx of ideas that I think are like optimal for my life starts changing slash decreasing. It becomes more of the complexes that you're going through. Although like when, when you're doing Anapanna, the first four days you're focusing on sensation of breath and how breath really feels without image, without verbalization, without counting, without words with the breathing just the just the breathing so there's a lot of things that clarify in relationships and people and memories things that happened blah 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 um but when the when the anapana stops and the vipassana starts although like during vipassana when you lose attention you can do anapana again remember anapana is focusing on on the breath and concentrating the mind vipassana is concentrating on sensation throughout the body and then you start going through that flow of sensation up down up down up down uh, seeing blind spots making them clearer seeing blind spots making them clearer seeing blind spots making them clearer focusing on them more going up and down repeating and you remember this feeling that feeling this situation this situation so much suffering repeating 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 looking deeper looking deeper asking yourself maybe different questions on like the second night the weather the weather was actually great like the entire time it was autumn we're coming into autumn 5th of october till 16th of october 2022 and it rained maybe one two times properly but you know after the rain the sun came everything was a million times greener nicer and the the trees were this distinct color of red yellow and then green in this in the spectrum and then today when i was leaving i looked at a tree that i saw on the second and third day that had like this uh sun shining and at the tip of the tree just one side of it had this like red yellow and green part gorgeous i went and ate came back looked at it um last day right now when i was leaving i looked at it again and the top parts that were red were now like really shriveled and brown, you know, dying. And it was just this like one perfect moment, an extended moment that I caught that tree in that way. And it was just gorgeous. But like got to really see in, in a city like Berlin, when you're working and just going to work every day and coming back home, trying to find out what you're going to eat or how you're going to get laid or whatever the hell people focus on uh, to distract themselves, what series they're going to watch. You end up passing by things so quickly and you're not outside and you don't see how nature is really changing around you. So these 10 days, I really got to see this. Um, I really got to see this uh, real clear transition of things in, in this era or in this period of time, which was gorgeous. So on the second day, some days we had clear, clear skies. And the moon cycle that we were in was by the third or fourth day, full moon. And then the days after the moon was waning. And by today, it was more than less 
more than less, yeah, less than half a moon, uh, almost already, uh, somehow, and, um, yeah, it was gorgeous, being able to see the moon start at the west, or whatever, wherever the moon starts, I think that was west, the sun rises from the east and goes to the west, right, um, I'm not sure, but you'd see the moon, you exit the meditation hall, it's to your left, close to the, to the earth, uh, and, and the sphere, and then we go to sleep at 9, and wake up at 4.30, and at 4.30 you see the moon at the other side of the, of the sky, you know, with the same clear sky, and the stars are still there, and the quiet, and the trees, and you just go and meditate two hours in the morning, and then have breakfast, and then walk around a bit, and then continue meditating, or take a nap, Taking it up more more often than not destroyed me. Uh, but the, yeah, the second day it was outside, it was dark, and I'm looking at the st- the stars and focusing on my my respiration. And I remembered, you know, a situation with my housemates where negativity, 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 and a part of me, whenever a relationship doesn't work out for whatever reason. Uh, I end up feeling I have to explain to this person why I think it went wrong, how they should think it went wrong because of them. And it's just like me trying to conclude the story by explaining, you know. And I was thinking about a specific case with someone and another specific case with someone else. And then it just hit me like very strong how much I'm caring about this individual case when in reality I'm really forgetting the bigger question. The bigger question isn't this this case. The real question is, where is this pattern coming from? In what other cases was it also like this? But the question that really like clarified it for me was, what you want to find out is a sustainable way where you can be responsible and see how you can be better at conflict management. Because clearly you're shit at conflict management. You end up seeing conflict and making it 10 times worse, you know? This person shouted at you, you take it personally, you make it 10 times worse, and you extend it for a very long time. So clearly the question is how to become better at conflict management. It's not just what the, what went wrong in this specific case and to keep looking at the specific case a million times. And just getting this question with that clarity and like thinking about maturity and how although we mature, there's still a part of us that remains really ignorant and a kid, uh, that this is this is the question I need to be asking to grow, not attach so much to anger, thinking that anger is going to solve something. Um, thought a lot about my dad, thought a lot about my mom, like how can I help them? I really don't know how to help them. I know that my mom doesn't have any inner peace. I know that she prays a lot and tries to find love in that area or from her kids, or from wherever, and she's, she's not getting it. I know I complain about loneliness or not, but it's my mom who's really lonely and doesn't know how to cope with her loneliness, or her herself, you know. Um, and I don't know how to, like, I always tell my mom, like, Mom, Mama Rtahi, like, Mom, calm yourself down, learn how to relax yourself, relax. It doesn't help telling anyone this. this. It doesn't help anyone telling someone to relax. Uh, my mom doesn't know how to do what's good for her, 
you know like i know sometimes when things go crazy i know okay i need a yoga session i need to breathe i need to go for a walk i need to get a massage i need to go to the sauna i need to get a, have a good meal i need to whatever like i know what to do to to relax myself a bit with my mom forget about it she just doesn't know what the fuck to do to her. she goes to pray but otherwise she's just stressed and complaining to people uh, whether she knows it or not and then just keeps on telling because she has this situation with my dad and she's living it over and over and over and over and over again abuse and abuse and abuse and abuse and abuse and she just accepts it and continues you know and and she realizes it's not healthy but what the fuck can she do so i don't know what to tell my dad i genuinely don't know thought about a million things i could tell my dad how i don't know what to tell him as a son how i wish i could say things and know that he could listen to what i say how he's blind to how he like how can you allow anything of how you live your life to be the way that it is how can you be okay with being like this you know how can you it's weird man he's just unchangeable and it's fucked and how he how he can you still put yourself in a position where you're right and all the people around you are wrong and still continue with that um it's hard to empathize with i know my dad went through a lot i explained this to amuziad in a voice note and i really doubt he appreciated it in any sense but my dad went through a lot you know he lost his job opened up his business his business failed his family it was the first time he came to live with his family after like 10 years and then his family wasn't supporting him in the way that he thought his family should be supporting him but like i'm not going to be supporting you when i see you screaming at your employees in the supermarket i'm not going to take you seriously um i'm not going to uh be w- wanting to be around you baba he was sitting down next to the cash register and smoking cigarettes all day and didn't sell cigarettes in his store at the time and it's just i don't know how true this is i don't remember if he was smoking right there with no cigarettes but at some points let's say he was selling cigarettes at that point in the store uh but he was still sitting there and smoking and thinking that sitting there and watching everything every millisecond putting so much attention there is going to fix things and then one of his employees started stealing money from him and then um uh yeah he got so so many people to manage such a small store and then his his brother his big brother Khalid you know died out of nowhere and he barely had money at the time my dad he didn't know what to do and he was depressed and then the store just kept getting worse and things just kept kept getting worse and i wasn't being crazy supportive of him i was i was 17 18 uh, finishing school just trying to figure myself the fuck out you know 
confused as shit, full of pride and ignorance, um, wanting this thing or that thing and thinking I could get it, wanting to be around my friends, not wanting to be around my dad, thinking I want to be a specific kind of person. Um, and it just wasn't nice being around him, you know? Some moments were nice, but more often than not, I was just seeing this someone who doesn't know how to manage things and acted very rash, very often. But he went through a lot of suffering, a lot of suffering, and then he closed his shop, opened another shop, was doing well, sold that, then stopped, and then uh, just sat down at home and watched TV the entire time. And sat down and watched TV, and then heart failure, and then bladder failure, and and then my mom taking care of him all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time. And he's just watching TV, watching TV, watching TV, and abusing her, abusing her, abusing her, abusing himself, abusing himself, abusing himself, abusing himself, abusing himself. And it's like, I'm far away, and I can't help, and I don't know how to help even if I was close. And it's like, even if I was close, I would I would never be the kind of person that just submits to whatever you want, whenever you want it. If I'm going to be around you, I don't, I, I doubt, I don't know if I would be the son that's like, oh, I want to be the son that's like, oh, Bob, whatever you want, you know, let me get that for you, let me do this for you, let me help you, let me make your life easier because I'm your son. Um, but I know that he's going to want ice cream, he's going to want to watch TV, he's going to then scream at my mom and then he's going to tell us how he thinks something is very important that's, that's probably not important at all. And I'm just going to be like, you know, no. You're abusing mom. You shouldn't be watching TV. You shouldn't be eating ice cream. No, 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 no. No one raised you ever. Let me, let me, then I get, I feel the responsibility that I have to raise him, you know? And it's not right. And I don't think any son should be in that position where they feel like they have to raise their dad, you know, even though their dad's close to dying and, they think, even though they failed in so many aspects, um, they end up thinking that somehow they still have their pride and their sense of self-importance and worth. Although I know if I sent my dad anything, uh, I can really hurt him, you know? He will be really hurt if he reads it. And he'll feel hurt and he wouldn't tell me he's hurt. And he would maybe tell my brother or my mom and be sad and then not talk to me for a very long time and then talk to me as if almost nothing happened. But like almost as if something happened, he'll joke about how shit I was and then things would be fine. But that, that, that was the older pattern when we actually used to talk more often and maybe fight every now and then. Now he just doesn't talk at all. He doesn't waste his energy, you know. He knows that from us... Like, he sent a voice note to the family, he's shouting at us. Um, anyways, I want to sleep, I'm getting tired. Uh, my brother sent us a, a message asking us, should mom see someone? She's literally hurting herself all the time for no reason. And I know this, you know, and I've thought about maybe Vipassana helps her. But she carries so much in her heart and, and subconsciously gives so much value to these things. And I don't know how, how to help her. 
So life is complicated. There's a lot of things you can't change. A lot of things you need to be equanimous with it. You have to re- learn what equanimity really means to you uh, at a very, very deep level. That's what Vipassana should be teaching, and I think it does. So, yeah, putting different pieces of my life together still and um, saying no to a lot of things and then continuing. When I came back, I wanted to go to the spa. I didn't have time. Ended up ordering sushi and watching one episode of One Tree Hill and then continuing doing things, meditated half an hour and then continued. And tomorrow work, straight up. On the last day, 10th day, Saturday, I wanted to just not talk to anyone so that I can continue going deep into meditation. And the teacher called me from my cell and I had a sign on my chest and shoulder saying maintaining silence that I wrote on tape on tape to my my clothes and uh, she almost immediately just came at me with rage like you take those things off right now and I was like yeah but you know I can take them off it doesn't mean I'm gonna talk she's like oh if you're not going to talk, then I'll just write you off so you won't be accepted into more courses. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing threatening me? I didn't talk for 10 days, and now I just don't want to talk more to meditate, and you're, the first thing you're doing is, me- is threatening me? Where the fuck is your love? Where the fuck is your compassion? I got like really, really mad at her really quickly. I was like, where's your love? Where's your compassion? I didn't talk for 10 days, and now this is your first thing you're showing me? And I just want to go deeper. She's like, oh, but you think you have to go deeper. Uh, and I'm, I'm your teacher. I know what's best for you. I'm like, you know me for three minutes. You don't know what's best for me. I've been with myself for the last 26 years. I know what's best for me. It's not you who knows what's best for me. And she's like, oh, sometimes the teacher just knows what's best, best for the student. Goenka said, Goenka said, on the 10th day, on the Goenka said, Goenka. It's like, there's no what the fuck you fucking think, you know, to talk to me as a human being, to ask me why I think I'm going through what I'm going through or what what I think I need to reach and why I think it's so important. It's so fucking superficial when you talk to these teachers, especially this one. And then I, then I, then like, I, she's like, I don't know, I accepted that I have to go back and talk to people. And so I'm glad I did. I ended up going talking to people. It was wonderful talked to some guys I really, really appreciated and liked. But in that moment, I put my head down. I didn't know how to say anything. I didn't know how to walk out. I didn't know how. I just started crying in front of her. Crying and crying and crying and crying and crying and crying and crying. And not knowing. And and anyways, and then she calmed down and I calmed down and I said bye and I left. But yeah, that was really crazy. I went back to my room. I talked to Till, the course manager, but I went back to my room. I went into my bed and cried and cried and cried and cried and felt like it's crazy how I can't connect, you know, with anyone. How I don't know how to be a normal person, how I don't know how to just be and how it ends up being so much behind everything and crying, 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 and then going back and chilling with everyone.
That's enough for today. Take care, everyone. Good night.